welcome back to another edition of the Main Event Heat Podcast. I am your host, Rob Weathers. And this week, we're going to talk about something that, that's been pretty big in the news the last couple of weeks, but, you know, with WrestleMania weekend and everything going on, I didn't really get a chance to talk about it. We're going to take that opportunity now, but Triple H has officially retired from in-ring competition. Triple H, of course, had a major cardiac event last year, and he talked about it a little bit on ESPN. If you have not seen that interview yet, I do highly recommend checking it out. He talks with Stephen A. Smith a little bit about, you know, the details of, of whenever he was in the hospital. And it's it's a tough listen. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, it definitely, it'll choke you up a little bit. But, you know, this, this past week at WrestleMania, Triple H went in the middle of the ring and, and he laid his boots out. And that is a universal sign for retirement. Uh, unless you're the undertaker, then it doesn't mean shit. I wanted to take this week and just really talk about how and not only important Triple H was to my childhood as a wrestling fan, but just how important he was to professional wrestling altogether. I've talked about before on the show, the whole reason that I started watching wrestling was because D-Generation X was the first thing that I saw. And as a kid, I knew in my mind, you know, I shouldn't be allowed to watch this. So that makes me really, really want to watch this. Triple H, of course, at the forefront of DX. Whenever I started watching, Shawn Michaels wasn't a part of the group. It was the DX Army version of the group. And I got really, really used to seeing Triple H every week on my TV. And, and the thing that I always loved about Triple H, whether he was a face or whether he was a heel... As a face, he was he was so fun to cheer, and I always felt like he was so easy to get behind. And as a heel, he was the easiest person to hate. Like, you want to talk about a guy who just understood the assignment, you know? I think that a lot of people, whenever they're having the conversation, like, who the best technical wrestlers and everything is, of course, Triple H isn't going to be in that conversation. But whenever you want to talk about just people that understood professional wrestling and people that were just great characters in general... It's really hard to discount everything that Triple H did because whether it was with Degeneration X, whether it was with the corporation, with the authority, during the even during the Reign of Terror, like, yes, I can definitely see the argument some of those matches should have been won by other people, but that's kind of the point. They wanted you to despise him. They wanted you to hate this guy. And he was so good at going in there week in and week out and making sure he got the reaction that he was looking for because he always got a reaction, good or negative. And I wanted to pay tribute to the game in my own special way. I went looking on YouTube to see if WWE had uploaded any full matches of Triple H. Maybe some matches that I saw as a child that I haven't seen in a long time and I like to go back and watch. And I found one that I'm not going to lie to you guys, I forgot this happened. This felt like a fever dream. I was, I was, I think not even 10 years old. It was, this was a couple of months before I turned 10. January 18th, 2001, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Undertaker taking on Kurt Angle, Kane, and Rikishi in a six-man tag team match with Triple H as the special guest referee. This this sounds like something that you'd see in a video game, not actually on an episode of SmackDown. I I very, very vaguely remember this. Like, I definitely remember them doing some shit like this on house show loops. But this, I, I saw this and I was like, man, we have to watch this match. I, I absolutely need to watch this match. And if you would like to watch this match right along with me, you can go to YouTube. And the, the title of the video is called Full Match. The Rock, Stone Cold, and Undertaker versus Angle, Kane, and Rikishi, SmackDown, January 18th, 2001. I think if you just type in SmackDown, January 18th, 2001, you should be able to find it. This is uploaded from WWE's official YouTube channel. The video is exactly 12 minutes long. 
So if you would like to watch along with me, go ahead and get that pulled up on your computer, TV, or mobile device, whatever you're watching on. Before I click play on that, I'd like to announce that I do have a new t-shirt design up on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers. If you guys would like to pick that up, they are just now wrapping up a 20% off sale. If you are listening to this episode before, I think 1 p.m. Eastern time, you should still be able to get 20% off. But if not, you know, if you would like to pick up that or any of my other shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers, I would highly appreciate it. Uh, I've also got a pretty big announcement as far as some stuff I'm going to be doing here in the near future in my career. We'll talk about that after we get done with this watch along and a little bit of an update on the interview that we talked about we could be doing this week. Turns out we'll, we'll probably be doing it next week or maybe even the week after, but we'll, we'll talk about all that as soon as we get done watching this. So I want to go ahead and make sure everybody has this match pulled up. Full match, The Rock, Stone Cold, and Undertaker versus Angle, Kane, and Rikishi. SmackDown, January 18, 2001. Everybody that wants to watch, I want to make sure you got this pulled up. I'm going to go ahead and press play on three, okay? One, two, three. All right. <clears throat> Looks like they're coming right out of a commercial break. Triple H is in the ring with Stone Cold. Yep, here comes Michael Cole. What is Triple H doing to Austin? Well, I, that, don't worry about that. That's, that's just official stuff. You know, referees got to check these, these particular... Just the idea, looking at Triple H in this fucking cut-off ref shirt is my favorite thing. This, honestly, he should have done this way more often. Oh, Kurt Angle bum-rushing Austin while he was seemingly distracted. Guess he wasn't. But Triple H should have done this shit way more often. Like, especially during the Authority era. I think it would have been just great TV if Triple H would have done more of these special guest referee spots. It's never easy seeing... Ooh, that was a good spine buster. I like that. Slow-ass cover from Triple H. It's never easy seeing Kurt Angle with hair, is it? It's never easy. I saw Kurt Angle at WrestleCon, and that's honestly, like, of, of all the, you know, things that I saw, people that I saw, people I met, things that I did... One of my favorite parts of WrestleCon was me and a couple of guys standing outside of the, the hotel, and we walk past Kurt Angle as we're going back in, and Kurt looks at me and says, what's up? <laughs> Just, it's the little things, you know. Undertaker now in the ring against Angle. This should be... This is, this is definitely Biker Taker. January 18, 2001. He probably hasn't been Biker Taker for very long, I imagine. I didn't know that him and Kane weren't tagged up yet at this point. I just, I guess my, I guess my recollection of Biker Taker was just the Brothers of Destruction 99% of the time. Like, I don't really remember Undertaker without Kane during this era, so this is kind of weird to see them on the opposite side of the ring. Sidewalk slam, nope, Kurt Angle, nope, never mind. Was that a fucking pile driver or a power slam? I can't tell. Okay, it sounds like they're putting over the Royal Rumble. 2001 Royal Rumble. That was one of my favorites. 01 and 02, I absolutely love. Is this... I think I think every single person in this match, with the exception of 
of Triple H as a Hall of Famer. Well, no, yeah, Triple H is a Hall of Famer now, isn't he? I guess he did go in with DX. Holy shit, so every single person in this match is a Hall of Famer. Triple H going for another. Eh, this is a little faster. There's a little bit of a better cover. Triple H isn't really doing any fuck shit right now. He's, he's kind of just hanging out, letting them get their shit in. The Rock wants to tag. Taker says fuck you and tags in Stone Cold. God, man, I really wish I knew more about the story going into this because there's probably three or four different stories going into this whole match. I just, yeah, I really wanted to watch this because I think, like, this is the kind of shit that I'm going to remember Triple H for. Not so much, you know, obviously he did have a great wrestling career, you know, won the heavyweight championship, what, 13, 14 times, whatever. That stuff's great, and he definitely deserves to be remembered for that. I remember him as just this constant shit starter. Like, whenever, whenever Degeneration X first broke up, he just started so much shit with, with X-Pac and, and the New Age Outlaws and Kane whenever he was teaming up with X-Pac. Big Luke does press by Stone Cold on the angle there. And then obviously, you know, we know him from the corporation, him and Stephanie McMahon just making everybody's life a living hell. This is probably around that time. I don't know if the corporation is still a thing in January 2001. Of course, the authority, which, you know, isn't going to, isn't going to get as much praise as everything else, but but just, just just that part of Triple H. Like, if you needed somebody to start some shit, that's the guy you called. Stone Cold tagging in the rock. Big clothesline on the angle. I love Rock's punches. They're super theatrical, but, like, this is wrestling, you know. He The Rock really, really grasped on to the... The craziness that is professional wrestling. Oh, that was a pretty good slam. Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole. I don't. Ooh, that was. I always get so nervous whenever I see those those overhead belly to bellies. Like that shit can go wrong so fast. I like it better whenever they do it like the way that Scott Steiner does it, where he does the belly to belly and then kind of just spins with it. Kane is in the match, but yeah, it's Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. I don't, I don't remember them on SmackDown very much. I guess that SmackDown at first was was King and Jr. I think they just did double duty across both shows. This might be that time Jr. might be out with medical issues around this time. I'm not sure. I love Kane's strikes, his punches, his uppercuts. That, there's that uppercut right there. DDT. Yep. Rock has a very underrated DDT. I think I even saw him win a match with a DDT one time back in the day. That might have been a thing. Oh, blind tag to Undertaker. He don't like that. Hard tag, he slapped him, yep. Oh, Rikishi said, fuck you, Taker. <laughs> Look at Take goes, take knocks Angle off. Angle flies off, no problem. He goes to do the same thing to Rikishi. Rikishi says, fuck you, and tags Taker back. Oh, man. 
something as simple as that. I wonder if that's an ego thing. I wonder if Kishi was supposed to fall and he just said, no, fuck you, Taker. I'm not doing that. I mean, you got to think about, I mean, there, there's a lot of ego in this match right now. It wouldn't surprise me if half of this match is just them going into business for themselves. Kishin and Taker into the corner. Sends him into the other corner. Oh, smacking that ass. Oh, here comes a belly. This is so that's just like we talked about. That's the kind of belly to belly I like. He actually trapped the arm too. I like that. That was a good touch. He got it. Shut the fuck up, Cole. Rikishi ain't about to pin the Undertaker on a fucking belly to belly. Leg drop. A leg drop. The leg drop is a very underrated move. Like outside of. Outside of uh, Hogan, nobody really wins with a leg drop. But, like, think about it. Especially if you're, you know, Kishi, you're a 350, close to 400-pound guy. And you're dropping that humongous fucking leg on somebody, especially if you put all your weight into it. That shit fucking hurts. Whenever I was a kid, and me and my brother used to wrestle on the trampoline, my least favorite thing was the, the elbow drop. My brother would hit me with the elbow drop all the time. And, you know, we didn't know as kids you're supposed to kind of hit with that that backside of, like, your tricep area so that you keep from hurting them. My brother would always come down with that fucking point of the elbow. Kurt Angle with a reversal. Whips Taker into the ropes. Taker says, fuck you. He's got four eyes. He's going to the inauguration. This this story with Rock and Taker. Taker just refusing to tag in the Rock. Really surprised Triple H is kind of just hanging out right now. You know, I wanted more stuff to talk about with Triple H. I didn't really remember this match. I know by the end of this, they're going to give us plenty of shit to talk about. Oh, shit, here you go. He just, instead of giving him a five count, just grabs a hold of uh, Stone Cold and tells him to get the fuck off. Oh, shit. Angle sends Triple H into Austin. Yep, here we go. Kick to the gut. Pedigree attempt. Yep. I love the pedigree, man. It's such a solid fucking finish. And it's one of those moves that, like, obviously we've, we've seen people do the pedigree since. Obviously, Seth Rollins did it for a few years. I love Rikishi's sidekick so much. But nobody does the pedigree quite like Triple H. He has this flow to just, you know, not only his moves, but to his entrance, just to, just to how, his demeanor, how he carries himself. He has this flow that I just love so much. Rock, same, say the same exact thing for Rock. Those fucking punches. Spine buster. Just, these are, this is seven guys that are just so fucking good at their jobs. Triple H counts to three, and then motherfucks Kurt Angle after it's done. Stone Cold definitely doesn't look like he's setting anything up on Triple H. Is this, is this the match where Triple H takes, like, everybody's fucking finishers? I know he definitely did that on the house circuit. Ooh, that was a good stunner. 
Oh, this is the disturbed version of Stone Cold Song. I love this one. This is oh shit. Kane and Undertaker both setting up choke slams. And so Austin and Austin and Rock setting up their feud. Kane and Taker. Talk. The fucking Taker rolling his eyes. What the fuck? They're selling the fuck out of this Rumble, man. Remember when Royal Rumbles used to be like this? With those kinds of stakes? Take and throw the fist up. Yep, there it goes. And we fade to black. And that was it. The Rock, Stone Cold, and Undertaker versus Angle, Kane, and Rikishi with Triple H as a special guest referee. Like I said, you know, a lot of people have been talking about their favorite Triple H matches, and I've definitely got some. You know, I've spoken, I've spoken very highly of Triple H versus Undertaker and Hell in a Cell at Mania, the end of an era match that didn't exactly end the era. That's a great match, and and, and Triple H is just such a phenomenal storyteller, and he's told so many amazing stories in the ring over his you know twenty to thirty year career. But the thing that I will remember him for the most is the shit starter, is the absolute instigator. And and I, th I think that would have been a better nickname in the game, honestly. I think he should have just been the instigator. I love that about Triple H. Just I, I love a good shit starter. And that's something, you know, I if I had the opportunity to play some kind of authoritative role for a wrestling promotion or even a manager, that's something I would I would thrive in is just is just being an instigator and being a shit stirrer. And I would I would take a lot of inspiration from Triple H if given that opportunity because like I said, he was amazing at it. And you know what? I want to congratulate Triple H on having such an amazing career. You know, just everything from coming up from WCW, that, that, that Greenwich blue blood gimmick, and then, you know, becoming one of the founding members of D-Generation X, and then that leading into him becoming the game, becoming the cerebral assassin, whatever other crazy-ass nickname you want to give him. Just such a phenomenal career, and the man deserves all the flowers that he's been getting He's one of those guys I've talked about, you know, my favorite kind of wrestling is the wrestling that makes me forget it's wrestling, right? Like I love watching the show and just 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 forgetting that it is that it's predetermined, forgetting that it's scripted and just just falling into it like I would a good television show. And Triple H love him or hate him was really really good at making you do that, you know, especially whenever it came to hating him. Like he was really good at making sure you actually hated him. He didn't want fake hate. He wanted you to really fucking hate him. And just so many props to Triple H. I think that it, he is a masterclass in what it takes to be an amazing heel. And I think that if you're going to be a heel in this business, you should watch some tape on Triple H for sure. 
And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that little watch along and little stroll down memory lane. Once again, thank you so much, Triple H, for everything that you've given all of us wrestling fans. I put over the new t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers earlier. A couple of more things I want to talk about before we get out of here. I did say that we had an interview hopefully coming up this week. I did say that we would be doing a watch along just in case we weren't able to facilitate that. Uh, we we still, there's, there's I'm going to tell you guys this, there's three people that we're going to be talking to. And we're still waiting to get a, a date and time that works for two of the three. Once we get that taken care of, I, I promise you guys, you're not going to want to miss this episode. This, these stories that we're going to hear, I cannot wait to hear them. I know these guys, I've worked with these guys several times, and and just the, the little tease that I got of of the shit that they have to talk about, I, I, I can't wait to hear it, just like I'm sure some of you guys are, are interested. I'm extremely interested. I cannot wait to hear what these guys have to say. Hopefully, we can do that interview next week, but just in case we can't, I know for a fact, two weekends from now, I will for sure be in a room with those three guys. So worst case scenario, I'll bring the portable podcast rig and we'll record it there. Now, why I say I know that I'll be in a room with those guys is because I have an announcement to make that I've been waiting a few weeks to make, but the show has finally been announced. So now I will finally talk about it. I will be joining the IWN commentary team as they debut their new show, Main Event Wrestling Underground. The first set of tapings will take place April 23rd in Hampton, Georgia. And I will be joining them, like I said, as the, the lead play-by-play of the show. I was, it's, it's amazing. I actually was, was offered this gig on my one-year anniversary in the business. It was while I was driving back from that show in South Carolina. I got a text from the owner of IWN asking me what my schedule looked like and asked me if I wanted in on this. And I said, of course I want in. You know, uh, I don't have much experience with IWN. I did do the music for them back in February whenever I was there with Bob while he was doing ring announcing. Outside of that, IWN did do a joint show with Lariato late last year. I wasn't officially a part of that show, but I was there. That was the weekend that I was helping the Good Brothers film some stuff for their vlog. So I, I've been around a little bit of what IWN has to offer, and, and they've got a very talented roster, the regular guys that they bring in. Are, are very talented and you know whenever I was there at that show in February there were some there were some very fun matches there and I can't wait to be a part of the team I'm not going to get into too much detail about this deal but it's it's very possible that this is the beginning of a long and fruitful relationship between myself and IWN I kind of just want to get past this first weekend and just see how everything feels make sure that we're all a good fit for each other and if we are Man, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun, and it's gonna be a regular gig, and I'm really looking forward to it. So, just in case if I can't get that interview like I was talking about next weekend, I will be able to get it the week after because I will be with all of those guys at that show in Hampton, Georgia. Let me go ahead and pull up the flyer so I can give any of you guys that might be in and around the Atlanta area, give you the address if you want to go to that show. So that is Main Event Wrestling Underground. It will be taking place Saturday, April 23rd, 2022 in Hampton, Georgia, 2497 Lovejoy Road. That is 2497 Lovejoy Road, Hampton, Georgia. You can get tickets in advance at Eventbrite. Just go to Eventbrite and look for Main Event Wrestling Underground. Tickets in advance are $20. They will be $25 at the door. 
and yeah, I'm look at this, look at this poster. You can probably guess, you know, I said that I'm talking to three people. You can probably guess if you're looking at this poster and if you're familiar with anybody on this poster, which three people I'm going to be talking to. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this. There's some guys on this poster that I definitely have worked with before in the past. There's a lot of guys I haven't worked with. And, and I'm really looking forward to this, man. This is, this is going to be a really fun show. And like I said, this could be the beginning of a, of a very fun relationship between myself and IWN. And I just I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. And then the day after this, April 24th, in Columbia, South Carolina at Polywogs, I will be in attendance for the next WrestleForce show, a part of their big Polywogs summer series. This show is being called the Polywogs 12th Anniversary Extravaganza. Looking forward to that. I still got to talk with Bob and, and see exactly what he wants me doing for that show. Hopefully, we'll be able to do the thing that we've been talking about doing for months, and hopefully, maybe we'll finally be able to get to pull the trigger on it. But yeah, I love WrestleForce. Going to be looking forward to that. That's going to be Sunday, April 24th at Polywogs in Columbia, South Carolina. Doors at 3 p.m., bell time at 4 p.m. Tickets are only $5 for that show. So if you are in Columbia, South Carolina, go check that out. And once again, like the show before that, the Main Event Wrestling Underground show, that's in Hampton, Georgia. If you guys are familiar with the Atlanta area, Hampton is like maybe 30 minutes south of Atlanta. It's it's not very far. It's only, I live just north of Atlanta, and it's only an hour drive for me. And an hour is a perfectly acceptable drive for some good professional wrestling. So if you guys are going to be in and around the North Georgia area, highly recommend checking that out. If you are going to be in and around the Columbia, South Carolina area, highly recommend checking out WrestleForce the very next day. And that's going to do it for this episode. Once again, if you would like to pick up my new t-shirt design or any other t-shirt designs that I've got, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can do so by finding at SweetSexyRob on Instagram and Twitter. And once again, thanks for hanging out. <laughs>